0: Hello and welcome to the Magic Story Podcast, where we'll go behind the scenes with the people who create the worlds and characters of Magic the Gathering. I'm Blake Rasmussen and I'll be your host. Today we're talking to James Wyatt, senior game designer and the author of the Magic Art Books. We'll talk about those Magic Art Books, Plane Shift, the interaction between Magic and Dungeons and Dragons, and how he gets his hair so silky smooth. (laughs) Welcome James. Thanks, Blake so let's let's start at the beginning um, players have been clamoring and asking for an art book for years Magic obviously is really well known for its art um, how how did the art book finally come together and and how did you kind of become the guy for writing them?
1: well um, I think Adam Colby on the magic brand team was really the champion for this project and he fought tooth and nail. Uh, as fans were clamoring and asking at every panel we did, um, Adam kind of took up that cause, and I don't know what magic he pulled, but uh, (laughs) we ended up signing a license with Viz Media to actually publish the books, Um, and we've had a really great partnership working with them. Um, All of that happened before I moved from the D&D team to the Magic team, Mm -hmm. so um, I just kind of came in and this was my first project, dropped on my lap. It's, it's a kind of writing that I had a lot of experience with, having worked on d and campaign setting source books and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I got put into that role because of my experience doing similar stuff, okay. and here it's been. <laughs> now I'm working on books, f- well I shouldn't say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some number. Um, what, uh, what was it like when we were, because you obviously worked on the project before we could publicly say that it was coming out. What was it like when you were finally able to acknowledge publicly that this book was coming out?
1: It was a lot of fun to see the, the fan reaction online. Um, again, people so have been wanting it for so long, there was mm-hmm. so much excitement about, yay, we're finally getting it. And uh, the, the reaction once folks actually saw it was even more gratifying. <laughs>
0: um so tell me uh, obviously this was a completely new project um we hadn't done one of these before there wasn't a template for you to work from so how how does the writing process work for you how do you figure out what goes in the books what's important that sort of deal
1: well um my starting point for each book is the world guide that the story team does for every world um we in, in case you don't know we put together um basically a book. It's largely art for the artists to work from, but then also uh, world information for writers to draw on as they um, put together card names and flavor text, Mm -hmm. as well as for internal writers to use as we're writing Magic Story. Um, So with that as a starting point, I kind of flesh that out into uh, what's become a, a more or less standard outline for the books now. I talk about the world in general I talk about um, the story of what's going on now I talk about geography I talk about races um, monsters and the story of the particular sets in the
0: block Mm -hmm. okay so um, what uh, so every art book seems to get some kind of tidbits of knowledge that you can't get anywhere else bits about the races maybe a little insight into some of the characters what's what's your goal with including those little nuggets of exclusive art content in the book
1: well, a lot of it is stuff that we put in the world guide and it just never made it onto cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been secretly true, but nobody ever knew it was true. Um, sometimes it's stuff that that I found that I needed in order to fill out a, a chapter or provide the information I thought was necessary that we hadn't said before. Mm-hmm. Um, the best example I, I know I've mentioned before is humans on Zendikar. Mm-hmm we said nothing about them ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) in in any of the world, either of the the previous world guides for Zendikar. So in talking about the races of Zendikar, I couldn't skip over humans entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, So I made up a lot of stuff. Um,
0: (laughs) So tell us a little bit about the humans on Zendikar. (laughs)
1: Um, I drew on things that had been on cards. I Mm -hmm. I looked at all the human cards in um, five Zendikar sets. you know, there, there's Kabira Evangel. There, clearly there's some religious motivation among some of these people, um, mm-hmm. as well as a lot of adventurers and explorers. So, um, I d- decided that they had uh, the the role of angels in Zendikar was kind of weird. Um, there was uh, oh shoot, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, but stuff about Emira, Emira the Sky Ruin and mm-hmm. um, Oh, details are escaping me.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, what what has been your favorite bit of lore you've been able to put in the books?
1: Um, even though I can't remember it very clearly right now, the stuff about the humans' religion and their their attitude toward the angels is uh, in the Zendikar book. is something that I uh, really enjoyed coming up with and putting in there.
0: Okay. Do you do you have any bit of lore that you really liked that you weren't able to get into the art book for any reason? Um, I do there,
1: <laughs> With Innistrad um, I know we're going to talk in a minute About the Plane Shift Innistrad mm-hmm. um, uh, Project And part of that was figuring out How to take the Curse of Strahd Adventure for D&D and put Situate it in Innistrad But part of the work that I did in that Trying to figure out what the Vistani could be mm-hmm. In Innistrad was I landed on the, the card Bitterheart Witch Okay Um. And I decided basically that the Bitter Hearts were this uh, group of people who were the survivors of a village that was swallowed into the Ash Mouth when it opened up some indeterminate amount of time before. Um, so I, I invented this culture based on one or two cards of, mm-hmm. of witch-like figures in the various Innistrad sets. Um, and it became a neat little bit of lore that is by no means official for Innistrad, but yeah. is, is a nice piece of lore that I worked into that adventure conversion
0: so let's yeah let's talk about plane shift so for listeners who don't know plane shift is uh, kind of the supplement that we've published a few times now that uh allows dungeons and dragons uh to play in the world of magic the gathering and it uses the art book as kind of a guide to replicate the world of magic where did this idea come from um
1: I think it was it was kind of lurking as a secret agenda in several people's minds as the art, project, art book project launched. Mm-hmm. I know very soon after I came onto the creative team, I sat down with Jeremy Jarvis and was talking about the, the Zendikar book, and he confessed his secret desire that um, alongside this art book we could put up basically exactly what we did, a mm-hmm. little online supplement that would help you use the art book as a resource, as a campaign setting for a D&D campaign. Um over the course of my working on it, and uh I actually launched a a d and d campaign with the members of the story team um set on Zendikar purely for my own amusement and, mm-hmm. and the amusement of my teammates um b- but over the course of working on it, several other people had conversations i had talked with jeremy Crawford on the d and d team um over lunch one day i Uh, Adam Colby, again, as much as he'd advocated for the art books, he also really wanted this to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually, you know, we kind of went into it with the attitude of, oh, they'll never let us do this. But we couldn't find anyone to say no. So it (laughs) happened. (laughs) So
0: we did it. (laughs) Yeah. So... have you run, uh, I, I'm assuming the answer is yes, but have you run campaigns using Plane Shift?
1: I have. Um, the Zendikar campaign actually didn't last very long, partly because we ended up with nine people who wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And um, we were playing on Friday afternoons, alternating weeks with our regular Commander game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that Friday afternoons, I was more interested in playing Commander than I was in DMing a group of nine mm-hmm. uh, exhausted people. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so on a... I, I later picked up, with a much smaller group, running Curse of Str- Stref and Marr okay. <laughs> in Innistrad. In um, and uh, that went on for a lot longer. It's kind of on hiatus now. I'm not quite sure whether we're going to pick it up or do something else. Um, but we actually played a session of that campaign for the Extra Life uh, thing a couple months ago now.
0: On stream, right. Yep cool so what uh in in playing around in the world of magic with dnd what's what's been your favorite campaign or your favorite play experience or moment or anything like that
1: um will Ansel in the innistrad campaign is he's a project manager here and uh he's he's a great guy and an amazingly hilarious dnd player mm-hmm. um he took on this character who was um inspired by one of the Blue Innistrad cards That's like a laboratory assistant I can't remember now The the specific card he was looking at Sure Um, But he he adopted that personality But he ended up being the Companion um, Assigned to help out The Cathar Played by Kimberly Krinus um, so he, he adopted this subservient personality, but he would he keep saying, yeah, we should do this awful thing, and she would look at him sternly and say, no, yes, of course not. Um, <laughs> and then his character was killed, but his spirit stuck around and ended up possessing the bitter heart companion of the group. Um, a lot of hilarious moments mm-hmm. came out of that. Well, uh, the, the dynamics among the players in the group Particularly instigated by Will really made that a, a delightful campaign.
0: So what were, you were the DM for that? Yeah. What were the other characters in that uh, campaign?
1: Um, so let's see. You know, if we pause for a minute, I bet I can actually find my notes. Uh, I'm trying not to pause too long here. Characters. <laughs> okay. Yes, I have it. Great. Um, so Deranged Assistant was the card that Will was looking sure. at. Sure. Um, Ari Levich was Hamlet Captain. He was a, a warrior from Kessig. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimberly was dauntless Cathar. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Diggs was bearer of overwhelming truths, okay. <laughs> And Jenna Helland was, uh, I guess, a female version of Elite Inquisitor. So one of the things I asked them to do at the start of the campaign was pick a card that represents your character and also uh, some other cards that, that express your goals, your desires, w- what you expect out of the adventure and stuff like that. So um, there's a lot of, of fun ways of drawing on stuff in magic mm-hmm. uh, and in magic cards. I did the same thing with my Zendikar campaign.
0: So how um, so for the Plane Shift supplement, how easy is it for someone, um, first of all, to pick up that doesn't know magic but does know Dungeons & Dragons?
1: In that direction, I think it's really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's easiest if you have access to the art book as well because there's a lot more information in there than I can put in the little PDF. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that people are are kind of cherry-picking information to use from those. Oh, here's a vampire race or... I actually have adopted the merfolk race from the plane shift Zendikar for my own campaign because Mm -hmm. um, it's a watery world, but a merfolk race, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) merfolk race has never worked really well, but the merfolk of Zendikar are very amphibious. Sure. Um, So it's definitely lootable in that way, but Mm -hmm. um, the, the rules are pretty simple and straightforward, and it's just, here's a place to go have an adventure. Um, for Innistrad, having the Ravenloft adventure, the Curse of Strahd adventure, to kind of provide conversion for made it even easier, really. Here's a ready-made campaign uh, ready for you to jump into Innistrad and start playing.
0: Okay. So, uh, speaking of going back and forth between Magic and Dungeons and & Dragons, <laughs> you're you're one of the few people at the company who gets to kind of do that, who who has lived in, in both of the worlds. There are a few other people, but... Um, Obviously, you're one of the more public ones. What's What's that like, jumping back and forth between Magic and D&D?
1: Well, I don't do a lot of forth anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I worked on D&D for 14 years, and I've been on the Magic team now for two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Plane Shift is kind of my way of, of dipping my toe back into the world that I left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it was very interesting for me to make the move in a place where I was very, very experienced working on D&D and I knew a lot and I didn't know anything about what I was jumping into or not very much by comparison. Um, it's really the first time that I've changed jobs without also changing my career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I had a lot to learn about the way that magic does things and the, uh, the assumptions of how things work in magic um, and yet I knew tons about Writing books, for example mm-hmm. um, and and the way that fantasy properties work, I guess um, so to some extent i I have brought some ideas about things like writing campaign setting books to magic, but also um, just my experience in working as a writer, working with teams. Um, to to take on the role of crazy uncle for some of the <laughs> <laughs> members of the team, Uncle Istvan.
0: <laughs> um, what uh, what uh, what is storytelling like? Uh, different between the two, or how is how is it the same? How, how how does the Magic Team tell a story versus how does Dungeons and Dragons tell a story?
1: Well, I worked for a while on the the team that did D mm-hmm. um, and D novels, and. Novels and the short stories that we do for Magic Story are are obviously different beasts, but also in in many ways, they're basically storytelling, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, telling fantasy sagas. Um, the episodic nature of Magic Story is really interesting to me um, in a way that's very different from what we've done on D anD. d D anD. d the the storytelling is interesting in that the rules of the game reflect the way that that the world works. Sure. Um, the the D and D rule set is designed to model a system of physics and metaphysics and magic, whatever. Whereas magic, uh, the game rules are more abstracted from what is actually happening in the world. Mm-hmm. So you know we don't write about characters tapping lands to cast their spells. Right. Um, it, so. That I think was one of the biggest adjustments for me is figuring out how we do tell stories what the rules of the world are without a player's handbook to tell me what the rules mm-hmm. are um but fundamentally you know we're we're working with characters that are now well established that we know and the audience knows and loves um and focusing on what their stories are as people, which is what good storytelling is
0: mm-hmm so um S- speaking of your work what what without giving too much away we're, we're not spilling all our secrets on this podcast but uh what uh, what are you working on now
1: um my life is very immersed in ham right okay. now which is the codename for our fall 2017 mm-hmm. expansion um i'm working on the creative text for ham and starting a team working on the creative text for eggs it's, it's second set um doing art review as that comes in for both sets Mm -hmm. so and other stuff that i can't talk about (laughs) fair (laughs) enough
0: um is there anything um you can give us a preview of to look forward to in the next art book
1: so the art of magic the gathering amonkhet will come out in about six months um you know what what there is to look forward to is this awesome new world Mm -hmm. uh but one of the things that I, I really like about that book that, that highlights one of the coolest aspects of the world is the racist chapter. Um, okay. I can't really tell you about what's in it. <laughs> um, but, but we should there's be a lot of cool excited stuff. for it. Yeah. Yes
0: great um well i will stop squeezing you for information um (laughs) thank you james and thanks to everyone listening for joining us on this week's episode of the magic story podcast Uh, we'll be back next week with mel lee to talk about building the world of kaladesh and how real world inspirations from science and fantasy helped mold chandra's home plane join us then